Episode of Songmask. My name is Richard Villegas, and uh, today we have a rare delight, an episode in English. Um, so I'm very excited uh, to talk with a very special guest today. Uh, at the moment, we're listening to a song called Agua de Rosa. This is by Angelica Garcia. Uh, so we're going to let the song play out, and we'll be right back with a very, very special guest. Bonita. You ride the bloodlines of the in between. The paradox makes sacred hearts sweep. And uh, speaking from, uh, well, you're on the West Coast at the moment, but uh, I'm talking with Angelica Garcia today, a fantastic singer, songwriter. Um, I believe you're from California, and we're based in uh, Virginia for a while, and we're going to get into the whole backstory. Um, but first of all, hi, Angelica. Welcome. <laughs> hi, Richard. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 
Oh, I'm I'm thrilled to have you. I uh, you know I was talking, I was mentioning before, like I, I had the chance to spend a little time with uh, with your new record, um, and you know I was just like, yeah, why not? Like why not try and set up an interview? So very very excited to have you here uh, at the show. Where where are you uh, right now? Right now I'm in Long Beach, California. Oh, cool. Yes, I'm back on the West Coast. I actually just moved back. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah, I was in Virginia um, it, like from 2011 to just a few months ago. So it's crazy. It's pretty crazy to be back, but I'm happy. Amazing. Well, I, I mean, as we talk a bit more about your music, I think uh, the listeners will understand probably the reason for that move. But um, let's uh, let's just give some general background. Um, I start every interview that, like this. Uh, who are you and what is it that you do? Yeah, um, my name is Angelica. Um, I'm Salva Mex American here from El Monte, California. It's like 20, 30 minutes east of downtown LA. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician. I've been singing for as long as I can remember. And I started writing songs when I was a teenager and I just haven't really stopped. So here I am. Music. Good. I mean, <laughs> con- consistency is tremendously important. It's like a, art is like a muscle. So you just yes. got to keep at it. Um, and well, you released a, a really excellent record this year called Chacha Palace. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on that. And it was very positively received. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that we're going to be talking a, a bit about that today. Um, so uh, what? let's talk about your music. So like, if I if I remember correctly, your first record is more, it's almost very country influenced. It's very singer songwriter, um, you know, which with this new record, it was a big leap. Uh, tell us about how you get into music. Tell us about that first record and tell us about this progression. Well, um, so when I started kind of playing my own stuff as a teenager, the first thing I picked up was guitar. And okay. it, it kind of made the most sense. Like my mom was a ranchera singer. So was my aunt, my uncle. So naturally that's the instrument that gets picked up at the party. Everybody sings. And um, so I guess around that time is when I fell into like kind of rootsy Americana-y kind of music when I was younger. Um, my stepdad gave me a lot of like old rootsy rock and roll blues records when I was younger too. Mm-hmm. Um so that's and then of course moving to Virginia kind of sealed the whole deal of like that that source of inspiration. Um it's funny though, uh look reflecting back, I was like, wow, that record actually sounds really country and that's not <laughs> I'm like I'm not a country person, like I'm not a country <laughs> musician. But I don't know, of course it was like made in Nashville, so that's what happened. So Sure. But but anyway, you know, fast forward um, I'm now getting into like seven years of living in Virginia, eight years of living in Virginia. And I was realizing that there was like this whole, this whole like chunk of my identity that people weren't seeing, uh, especially my peers around there. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was almost like, like people were forgetting I was Latina. Um, and I was like, what? Uh, this is this is so weird, like, you forgot I speak Spanish, like, you forgot, um, and, and it made me just feel like I, I'm tired of this, and I really want to sing about my roots, 
and yeah. my family and I, I guess I hated that disconnection from um, my the people that I loved in my life. So Chacha Palace um, in many ways is trying to document uh, childhood growing up in El Monte, the mm-hmm. rituals with my family, those connections. Um, because it w- another tough thing about living on the East Coast was like every time I would come back, so much would change. Whether it was the neighborhood, the family, mm-hmm. kids growing up, people dying. And and I felt like I wish I could just preserve the home the way that it was like exactly how it was. So uh, that's that's what inspired all the textures. And that's why it's, it seems like such a departure from the first album. But in actuality, I'm like, that's who I was this whole time. It's just... Well, I remember, like, as I was researching, I remember, I think, in an interview, I forget, I think it might have been, like, NPR or something, but um, where you were, like, you got a, a very mixed uh, reaction from, from your following because they were a little bit like, oh, I liked your first record better. And it's just like, well, you know, like, you <laughs> want to... I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, also, like, I'm, I'm an artist, you know? Like, this is, like, I need to talk about what I know and, you know, life and whatever and you know this is this is your life and this is who you are i mean i i mean i think it's a, a massive uh jump but like you know i i i can't imagine that like that massive disconnect with like the people around you yeah and i guess maybe i mean the reason why i wrote hikama was mm. um i remember performing once and then looking up and being like whoa like this is a very wide space mm-hmm. and just being like uh what am i what am i singing about like what's important to me like and if people come up to me after and then have a problem with me changing yeah then then i have a problem with that and i want to talk about that and yeah it it was just very weird and <laughs> and uh <laughs> showed me the importance of like I uh time to time to talk about the shit that's very very near and dear to me and um you know it's not like the other stuff wasn't it's just this this one definitely hits home in a whole different way because for sure of family and spirituality and all that absolutely and and the you know and the phrase from from hikama you know i see you but you don't see me has been giving me so much life recently it's tr- trust me it is <laughs> has it's speaking to me on such a uh where as somebody who like has devoted their adult life to indie music trust and believe that line mm. is, is like speaks to me on a spiritual level That's of awesome. like seeing but not being seen as you know it's it's uh it's it's harsh and it's real um and i love there's so much about uh, Cha Cha Palace that I love that we're going to talk about more about the songwriting about the actual production the images that you talk about uh, you know just like um, I forget what the song is um, but it's just like these images of like backyard birthday parties and like you know uh, this uh, what is it um, Suavemente is like playing in the background and stuff yeah. and I'm just like yes like yeah just, <laughs> that's you know that's my favorite kind of songwriting the the one that like truly just paints a picture like it's mm-hmm. you know I, I i don't know i'm not great with the poetic metaphors i like you know storytelling and i think uh that record does it 
um, excellently. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Of course. Um, well, we have a whole lot of show uh, ahead, uh, dear listeners, um, and I'm very excited because uh, Angelica has uh, curated a fabulous playlist for us today. Um, but before we move on, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the song that opened the show, which is Agua de Rosa. Um, this is one of the many highlights on Cha Cha Palace. Um, tell us a bit about this song, which you know, when I first heard it, I was like, I feel like it's an ode to matriarchs, to, you know, familiar mm. smells in the home, you know, mm. like, like, like an abuelita or a tia might smell like Agua de Rosa. Um, yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Well, um, yeah, I guess um, as I was going through this, like, disconnect period, um, I... I found myself like alone in my room a lot and something that I would kind of do was like um, I'd just be like asking questions and like um, I'm a very spiritual person and Mm -hmm. um, so just trying to make sense of things trying to connect um, in some way to something whatever it is out there right and I for Agua de Rosa I almost imagine like a young girl coming to see a curandera um, to get healed or to get cleansed. And so the voice that is the lead voice in the song to me was like the voice of the curandera. And and then all the little harmonies in the background are like antepasados, like the spirit speaking and like being a like arms surrounding the girl or like like the vo- the little choir that's there for support um so uh yeah that was like kind of journal to myself that's what I that was what was going in my head I guess yeah I mean that's that's really cool because there's something about Cha Cha Palace that's very um it's a bit of a fantasy but it's also like it's it's kind of you're building uh kind of a, a, a safe haven of sorts, a refuge, you know, again, you mentioned, you know, just like you were like in this space that just felt super white and like that people were like suddenly like, you know, just like, oh, I'm going to talk about like being Latina and people were like, what's that? You know, yeah. so it like it totally feels this, this record as it progresses, it really feels like each song is a brick, um, at, you know, in, in kind of a wall or a home uh, that you're that you're building. So I, I think that's really, really cool. Um and well, let's let's listen to some more music. I'll I'll stop fawning now. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to mm-hmm. listen to a song. Actually, since you mentioned that you're you know you you're a very spiritual person, I think uh, the appropriate song to play next is Yemaya. Uh, this is a song by Mexican Institute of Sound and Gabi Moreno. Um, tell us a, a bit about this song. Yeah, I I mean I had been a, a fan of Mexican Institute of Sound for a while, and I heard this. I heard this song and it's it's so cool all the textures all the layers and I loved Gabby's voice and mm-hmm. um I thought the lyrics were really cool and wh- whenever those like magical three things kind of merge together in one song it's always like yes somebody did it <laughs> I love it so so yeah it's it's cool I could I could drive and have it playing or I could picture it being in a club you know a little light whatever you know so well, great. Well, listen, let's listen to that now. Again, this is Mexican Institute of Sound uh, and Gabi Moreno. The track is called Yemaya, and we'll be right back with more Angelica Garcia.
and we're back and then the second track we just heard there is by Frente Cumbiero it's called Hale Hale um, I, I, I again like I'm really slowly waking up to Frente Cumbiero they put out two records this year one of them which I really really liked is called Minyo Cumbiero which is a kind of a crossover album with Minyo Crusaders from Japan oh, um, wow. so it's yeah, it's this whole Japanese cumbia moment. It's really cool. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, and um, but I yeah, it's, but Hale Hale is this a, a, an older song or or is this more more recent? I thought that I saw it was twenty twenty. Oh, okay, so then it's probably I, off their yeah. new record or something. Okay. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. I've yes. Love Are you it. a big cumbia fan? I I love that shit. I can I can <laughs> dance all day long. I I like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my partner thinks I'm so crazy because I'm over here. I don't stop moving ever. So cumbia is <laughs> the best for that, too. I would imagine cumbia, you know, was kind of the soundtrack of your upbringing uh, growing up in, you know, in Cali, uh, around <laughs> L.A. You know, I'm, uh, tell us, uh, you know, let's 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 get on the way back machine. So, like, you know, because I, I, I mentioned <laughs> that now I actually want to, like, d- deep, dive a little deeper. So tell us about your upbringing. Um, I believe it was in the San Gabriel Valley, correct? Yes, yes. El Monte. Um, so my mom had me when she was like 20 years old, so pretty young. Um, so I spent a good bit of my childhood like growing up in my grandparents' house up mm-hmm. until like I was five and eventually she married my stepdad. But um, I actually, we kind of moved a lot once they got married um just 
different reasons, jobs, everything. So in a way, El Monte was always like the one place that never changed. And sure. so as a kid, I loved going there because it was just like, yes, uh, I'm going to hang out in the front yard barefoot with the dog and the lotero's going to come by. And then I'm going to hang out with my grandpa and he used to tell me stories in the garden. And it, it was such a... It was such a special place to grow up because not only was it just beautiful, like to me, it's still a haven. Like you, you hear all these little birds, there are all these flowers, the wind chimes, the radios in the distance. Um, but it was also such a special community. Like of course, every every house knew each other, and I remember as a kid, just like oh, to. Today I'm going to go to Celia's house and have lunch. And then the next day, maybe I'll go play with Blanca's grandson. And, you know, so it, it was very special. And um, my grandmother is from El Salvador, um, Departamento de La Paz. And my abuelo's from Guanajuato. Okay. And, and so, yeah, so it was like in this, in the house you have like, Um, it, it was just like this interesting merge of like my grandma would cook Mexican food for my grandpa, but it would have a little Central American flair to it. Um, she loved cumbia music. So, yeah, I would hear cumbia all the time. For sure. From her, brancheras from my grandpa's side. Had um, you had a chance to, to come down to Mexico or Central America yet? Yes. Um, I went with my I went to go visit my grandfather's side of the family in Guanajuato like a couple years ago I have I we're talking about hopefully being able to go back in like another year or so sure. um El Salvador I went when I was I went when I was younger okay like with my grandma and um yeah we'd all like to go back with her she's just super old and fragile now but I dig it But we'll, yeah, I, we'll see. I was there at the beginning of the year, right before you know the apocalypse happened, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was kind of a blast uh, here on Song Mess, dear listeners. We did a whole series of interviews uh, <laughs> with artists from El Salvador, so I encourage you to go back and, and listen to those. Um, now, I uh, I want to talk a little bit about then moving to to Richmond. Um, mm -hmm. I believe it was Richmond, yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm a city slicker. You know, I, I'm from New York City. I live in Mexico City. You know, the quote unquote real America. I haven't had many chances of <laughs> to visit. You know, like I've been to like LA or I've been to like Austin and Chicago. Um, so Richmond, you know, and Richmond is a proper city. It's also not like some, you know, teeny tiny town. But um, tell us, you know, again, paint a picture. Tell us what, what was life like in Richmond? Um. I, a friend said something about it once and I thought it was pretty perfect. He said, it's a town when you want it to be and a city when you need it to be. Ooh, uh-huh. And so it's very like, you know, they, we got all the things, you know, we got like big concert venues. We got, uh, I don't know, like all kinds of little clubs and uh, places to go see art. There's a university there, so there are a lot of creative mm. people which part of what drew me to living there versus other cities that were nearby at the time. Um, 
But it's also the kind of place where you could walk down the street and know like five people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, versus LA where you can never see someone ever again. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. So it, it was nice. It was like you had a, especially the arts community felt particularly small. And um, that that was cool to just like watch peers grow and mm. see where people were going and have that little sense of familiarity, but also have the art changing constantly. And so, um, so it was like, it was a nice middle vibe i guess totally then i guess the next logical question is what 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 does the latinx community look like in in virginia um i i i don't want to say small because i genuinely don't know but i would imagine probably underrepresented or underheard yes um I think I looked up the demographics of Richmond once, like Richmond City, and it said something like 40% white, uh, like 50% black, and then in between what made up all other demographics. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it. I know that I really struggled to find people within the city that were Latinx or that spoke Spanish or any kind of music or food. There were like a few places, but it, you know, it was more like kind of gentrified vibe. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) You know, and uh, once you got out of Richmond a little, that's when you saw like, okay, this place has guisos. Like, okay, here's a little (laughs) mercado. Like, and you would see a little bit, but... um, not nearly the way that it was growing up in Southern California. You know, I felt so spoiled. I was like, wow. Like, oh, totally. I mean, yeah. when I think of again, when I when I think of Latinx artists uh, in Virginia, I mean, I could only think of you, and you're no longer there, and yeah. Alicia Crampton. <laughs> I don't know if you know her. Uh, I don't. I don't. She's she's a producer. She's fabulous. I okay. highly recommend. But um, what was the art scene like out there? I mean, you're not there anymore. But what you know, what's what like where does one go to see a show or you know mm. what what is the what are the sounds that are like popping off right now in in Virginia Oh wow there are some um amazing rappers and producers and beat makers in Richmond for sure um and that's definitely i think the music that sticks out to me the most like you have um, DJ Harrison, you have Obliv, um, Alfred McKinley, like I can just go on and on uh, sure, sure. about their art and how cool it is. Um, but yeah, and there's a lot of other cool stuff like um, I was in this psychedelic surf rock band called Piranha Rama. It was very fun. Okay. Um uh yeah i don't know uh i would i would like i liked going to this one place called gallery five um because it was like art gallery but also a venue but also have burlesque shows and so i loved that it was so um all-encompassing um i preferred that to some of the you know more like uh blanket venues I guess bigger sure, sure. yeah um but yeah there's there's a lot and I wouldn't be surprised if in the next you know few years you just suddenly start seeing a bunch of names coming out of Richmond like 
oh, this person's here and this person's here, this person's here, because there's a lot of cool stuff happening. It's just, it's a, I guess there isn't as heavy of an industry presence as there is in LA or New York, you know, but, but there's certainly no lack of creativity. Well, small scenes are also cool because like they, you know, it kind of, uh, motivates cooperation, you know, like if you're, if you're being super duper competitive in a tiny scene, well, nothing's going to happen. But if everybody's working with everybody, you know, like that's, I mean, you know, like, like Chile is a great example of that or certain cities in Mexico have had that where like small scenes, like everybody was like in there, you know, like they were the keyboardist for this other artist, but that artist also like played the drums in this other band and da da da. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's like, it's an opportunity of like, we all grow together. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, which I certainly hope you (laughs) experienced. Yeah. I mean, um, I learned a lot and I'm very grateful to my Richmond family because it it was cool in that sense that I had all these awesome musicians in Richmond, my friend Calvin, my friend Josh, John, that were helping me tell the story of growing up in LA. So it was like Mm. this cool merge of these two cultures that don't honestly really don't even know each other. But still, like trying to understand and like, and play the part and and tell the story. So that was pretty cool, and I felt like I I learned a lot. I learned a lot from the different bands I was in, and mm-hmm. also from watching all the different art happen. And because it was community based, because the venues were smaller, you just get to be so close to it, and you get to see it in a way that I don't know. It's it's so powerful. It's so impactful. Amazing. And well, I guess now, you know, since so much of this particular segment is uh, revolving around geography, now you're back in California. Um, (laughs) I mean, uh, career wise, for me, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, especially as like you, at least with Chacha Palace, you you know, you was like, I'm just going to double down on like my Latina identity and Latina, you know, like storytelling and, and, and something that speaks to a, to a Latinx community, which maybe in Richmond could be hard to sell in California. It makes a lot more sense. Um, I don't know if that's why you moved, but I am curious about, uh, you know, this, this, this new journey. So that was definitely a big part of the reason why I came back. So I got invited to participate in this group writing session for this show called Vida. And the writer, the creator of the show, her name is Tania, and she put together this awesome group of Latina writers, producers, creators. And it was very special to be in that kind of a space. And I had never experienced that before. And so suddenly I go back to Richmond and I start craving that again. I'm like, wow, like okay. I, I wish, I wish I could tap into that again. I wish, I wish I could be bilingual in music like that again. Then, then I kind of was like, why can't I? I could do whatever the hell I want. And I don't have to sit here and think um, too hard about how, I don't know, like how some spaces are going to take it in Virginia or something. Like I, sh- <laughs> I, sh- <laughs> I should just write what I want to write and challenge myself and yeah it just it made a lot of sense to come back here and of course also I really really missed my family um, of and course being able to see everybody and have that connection again so you know since 
all the shit's going down this year, I figured I might as well come back home, right? Well, and listening listening to Cha Cha Palace, I I think that that makes a lot of sense. Again, it just it all makes a lot of sense to me, um, just because like there's something in that record. It just feels really rebellious. It feels like a pushback <laughs> against you know like just people being like like what why are you singing in Spanish or whatever you know. It's like it it feels like a hunger for uh, I don't know some sort of situation where you don't have to explain yourself where like context is just you know like there like you don't have to explain it like you know the color of your skin or your last name or you know like why you you know you want to go to this mercado you know just like it just like in in a place like LA or again New York or mm. or even I mean, not even just those two but like larger cities or or even in the south you know your Texas your Arizona you know like that's just implicit mm. you know yeah um yeah, I, 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 you know, like living in New York, it's something that, you know, some someone like me, I would take for granted, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, I just want to go to Queens and, yeah. you know, like get, get some pupusas or whatever. Yeah. And people be like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Some you know, I, yeah. yeah, oh, girl, child, <laughs> you know, God, I yeah. miss it. But yeah, but I, I imagine like, yeah, like that, that sort of like, again, that sort of alienation, that sort of loneliness, that cultural loneliness. Yes. Uh, it gets exhausting. It was a lot. And um, I did my one saving grace in Richmond was that I worked at this Cuban American diner in the yes. city. So like, at <laughs> least, you know, if I wanted to yell in Spanish or dance in the back, I kind of got that in work, you know, at, in that space at work. But it was it was hard to like, not feel like I had peers or people my age, um, mm-hmm. you know, of my generation, of of the, you know, I, I, I'm first generation on one side and second on the other side. So, of course, that whole blend of, like, I'm Chicana, but, like, I was an American, like, emo little punk kid in middle school. But, you know, mm-hmm. I also love my classic shit. Like, um, um, like I will go take a bath listening to Chavela and cry drinking my te- tequila, you know, <laughs> and not having people my age that understand understood that was kind of yeah was the hardest I think, but I totally got that. yeah that weird like cross culture of it all I guess um so yeah uh, long story short I'm super glad to be back and I'm really excited I mean I know I can't can't really go anywhere right now but super excited for the day that that happens to go and see what LA is. <laughs> well, I'm I'm muy excited for you cuz like the LA scene is really really cute. It's popping um <laughs> and well let's let's transition over to some music. Yes. Um of all the uh of the whole playlist, there's only one artist that I'm not familiar with and I'm guessing they're probably from Richmond. Um J Words. J Words. Um I found out about J Words actually on Twitter because um, okay. a lot of Richmond artists that I follow were following her. And okay. super cool, um, super cool producer, creator. And I'm, I'm really excited to just see what happens. And I love that her work feels like... Um, it almost feels like this this merge of like sound design and uh beat mm-hmm. making and 
I don't know. It's 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 very cool. I'm I'm super into it. I think I think she's in New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so, is there any reason, any particular reason, we're listening to Universe Love? It's just the one that stuck out to me. It's the <laughs> one that that I I really liked. I was listening to it in my room, just hanging out, having a great time. Amazing. Well, let's listen to that now. Again, this is Jay Words. Uh, the track is called Universe Love, and we will be right back with more Angelica Garcia. Mess, un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal. 
revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales y lo puedes escuchar por Radio Nova Costa Rica todos los lunes y jueves a las 9 de la mañana. Song Mess.
Okay, and the second track we just heard there is by Brain Story. If not, if I'm not mistaken, this is an LA band, um, and the track is called Beautiful Beauty. Um, tell us a bit about Brain Story. Yeah, I met uh, the guys from Brain Story earlier in the year, actually, right before the lockdown. Uh, Kevin. Oh wow. Yeah, Kevin and Tony um, actually were my backing band. Were a part of my backing band for my album release show. Uh, in LA okay. and uh, super super nice guys super kind and I met them through Eduardo Arenasa plays with uh, Chicano Batman of course yeah. and yeah he was like you, yeah head up Kevin and Tony and yeah it's it's great I really like Brain Stories music it's, it's definitely like <laughs> makes me want to cruise you know yeah, it it definitely has a super LA yeah. vibe, uh, which I which I it, it like it's very as you said cruising. That's kind of the yes. vibe. Um, uh, okay, so when I was as I was researching, um, one tidbit that kind of like popped up in almost every story is that you had a song featured in President Obama's playlist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what song. Um, I probably should have researched a bit so better. But um, you know. What was the song? And uh, I don't know. T- tell us a little bit about that experience. Does that mean anything? <laughs> um, it was Hikama. Oh, yes. cool. Perfect. It was Hikama. I was like, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I just woke up one day and my phone was going nuts. And I was like, what is going on? And of course, my first thought is who died? Like, what happened? Oof. And yeah. And I just saw that and I was like, what? This is crazy. Because it's not like people are like, oh, you sold. Like, I was like, how did I? I cannot pitch Obama. I did not pitch Obama. <laughs> like, so it was so, it was such a surprise. That would be hilarious. Well, but then it was funny because then later on I, I called um my friend Andrew. And he's super good at impressions. So he kept singing He Come Out of Me, but in Barack Obama's voice. And I was like, oh, my yes. God. Yes. I was like, it's like imagine him at the gym singing Hikama. I was like, oh my god, I can't. But Hikama. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was super, super random. Super surprised by that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I. I, I guess I, I you know uh, so on this show you know I like to talk about music industry stuff because uh, a lot of artists listen and you know I feel like there's always a lesson uh, in here somewhere or wisdom that you know people that do this for a living you know like can share um, and you know I've, like obviously that's a huge cosign and that will definitely put you um, on the radar of a lot of people but I feel like a lot of people would also be like this is like a career changing blah 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 you know like did you feel any sort of major impact from 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 something like that from that kind of feature um definitely a lot of people want to talk about it and um right. so it did um it did you know it gave me a little bump i guess and the old mm-hmm. the old social media bump but it wasn't like it's not like things necessarily change overnight you know like sure totally um but yeah it it does it does give you a little bit extra of a platform so that's cool um and you know i know obama's a person that has a lot of people have mixed feelings about him you know and um sure. but yeah like um 
it, it was cool. It was like, it, it was, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know why he picked me. And I don't know who even knows if he <laughs> picked me. I don't even know if he has people or what. But either way, it was pretty cool to see my name in this list around, around so many other big names. I was like, why the hell am I there? Like, what? <laughs> Hey, right place, right time. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, you know, I asked that more like, cause like I, I you know, I kind of like demystifying some of the, the things about the industry, you know, like sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's like, you know, a solid team, you know, it's, it's any number of things. And, um, you know, like it, it's, it's like, it's like playing Coachella. Like it could be really cool, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're set for life, right. you know, like it's. Yes. Um, um One friend of mine said something that has kind of stuck with me it was like no gig is gonna make you or break you like no one gig Mm -hmm. is you know um and it's important to to know that like don't I personally never try to get my hopes up too hard for like one thing um because you just never know but on the flip side the other way to think about it is it's like you never know what little interview or what any kind of thing that you do could just be passed along to the right person. So yeah. that's why I kind of try, I kind of try to say, um, stay a yes man or, you know, be positive or, you know, like, cause you, you never know. And either way, whatever you do or whatever I do, at least I feel like it's, it's always a journey and I always meet new people and that in itself is a gift, you know? I completely agree. I mean, with my own writing outside of song mess, you know, it, it, like I'm not necessarily like super protective of like this word or whatever, but I'm very conscious of like, you never know who's reading mm-hmm. and you never know where that's going to end up. And so like you do want to present the best, the best work possible. Yes. Like obviously, yes, the internet is a pit and like, you know, sometimes it just gets everything gets swallowed whole. But like you never know what what's gonna like hit, what's gonna resonate, what's gonna like make it to the to that right person, and that's and that's the next gig right there, you know. Yeah. Um, never know. No. I had <laughs> so stay ready. Yes. You don't, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Yes. No. I mean, I had I had one gig that I played it um, in Hollywood, and it was cool. I mean, I it, it actually turned out way better than I thought it was because I was nervous get off stage who grabs my arm and pulls me in is like that was the most like i've loved your energy that was amazing it was willow smith and i was stop i was like oh work. my god and i was like here here do you want to tape willow smith here just take it please like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's hollywood never baby know. <laughs> yeah. um well we are uh, rapidly approaching the end of the show and again angelica thank you so much for uh taking the time uh, to speak with me today. Um, I do want to talk just a, t- a bit more about Cha-Cha Palace, yes. which again, dear listeners, is a fabulous record. Um, and you can find on all platforms, including Bandcamp and YouTube. Um, but I want to talk a bit, because like we talked about the songwriting, but I want to talk a bit about the, the production. Because mm-hmm. the sound of, of Cha-Cha Palace is really fascinating. It's super duper textured. <laughs> Um, like, cause there are moments that are like, I, I'm like, all right, I could see like the country influence, you mm-hmm. know, like there's guitar heavy moments, but like, then there's like all the vocal looping. There's like, you know, the keys there's like, um, I, I, I want, I think it's like maybe like karma, the knife, mm-hmm. um, like has a really rock yeah. like energy, uh, penny in my pocket is also just like, just, I don't know. It, 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 it I, I guess there's like a retro feel 
in the sound, but it isn't necessarily nostalgic. Mm. Um, That's you know, cool. I, the nostalgia is definitely in the lyrics, but not in the sound. I don't think. Um, so yeah, tell, tell tell me about like building the sonic universe of of Cha Cha Palace. Yes. Well, um, part of the reason, um, I, well, I think of Cha Cha Palace itself as a collage. And that, sure. it's very yes, that. and that's definitely part of the reason why the cover is that way. Um, it's like a hodgepodge of all these different things. Um, and aside from the songs just having different characters, a lot of the way that it was made was pretty disjointed because I didn't realize I was recording it at the time. I was just doing it, you know? Okay. Um, so you have some things like my vocal on Karma the Knife is from me singing into the corner of my laptop on GarageBand. Like, because that was the first song that I wrote for Cha Cha Palace. And I didn't realize that that's what that was. But, and we tried to recut it and we're like, nah, the, the first vocal's kind of like, that's the one that's got the energy, you know? Um, and so there's a lot of that. Like, um, I relied very heavily on different friends and them allowing me to use their studio spaces like oh okay Eddie's got a a late night shift tonight so I gotta come in after the shift to the shed um you know Russell works at the pizza place but I can do it from (laughs) noon to 4 p.m and then he's gotta go to work you know and so like one friend had a tape studio another was like logic in the shed the other was the studio called la cocina i was like in somebody's basement so it it was recorded in that way like so i think that's part of why like there were a lot of different microphones used different amps used different spaces Mm -hmm. um and certain certain studios were stronger at different things like like Eddie, for example, my producer on the album, um, he he's a he's an older guy, and so he has this huge collection of like old keyboards he's been, you know, getting from thrift stores and shops over the of years. Yeah. Um, Russell was very big on guitars, and he had a lot of old microphones. So, like some of the vocals were cut there. Uh, La cocina was like same thing with guitars. It was like different but he was also really good at um uh, he helped me with the sampler a lot uh so so mm-hmm. yeah it was it was like a, a big hodgepodge and I actually didn't get signed um until like the last song of the album had to be recorded so it's um okay. so only with like the last song and a few vocals did we actually use like the the record label studio, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Everything else was all friends. What label are you on? Um, they're a indie label called Spaceball, and they're based in Richmond. Okay. Oh, very yeah. cool! Check them out, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 I I love the collage analogy because it is very that, and it's um I think the fact that it all sounds really like it feels really lived in it, it doesn't sound like 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 a Dua Lipa record you know like it's not like perfect and glossy and like you know like factory made um and 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 she's fabulous and whatever but this is a very different 
uh, sound. And again, each song does sound completely different, which I think is really cool. But like, the, it, which could be, which could, which could result in something being really like weird. Mm-hmm. But like, there's some sort of sonic. I think the cohesion is very much in the themes that you explore in the in the songwriting, and then again, um, in sort of these textures. Uh, just it, again, it feels like a like a like a pair of jeans that you've just been wearing yes. nonstop for two years. Yes. <laughs> like it just it feels very like like I know my way around this, no problem. You know. Yeah. Um, it it definitely. I think it's rad. <laughs> Thank you. And um, it's funny like that collage that's on the cover was above my bed in Richmond, and it started out as just like a few pictures I put together, and then little by little over time it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I feel like the same exact thing happened with the album. It was like uh, core ideas and then you see them mapping out and flushing out. And and uh, okay. Um, and, and then the different songs having the topics, like the things that they talk about, right? Like um, Guadalupe is like an unpacking of like, okay, here's this icon that I saw in, in Catholic religion, rep- rep- like all over represented in my grandmother's house. But I also... I'm very frustrated with the patriarchy. So, like, uh, how do we unpack that? Agua de Rosa, talking about connecting with the ancestors. It don't hinder me talking about uh, the neighborhood, right. you know. So I felt like I, I really wanted to talk about the things that I wanted to talk about, but trying to use the textures and the different sounds to to tell the story better, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And I think that is a great note to start, uh, you know, making our farewells here. Um, uh, Angelica, I would really like you to tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, where they can stream and purchase your music. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, uh, My handles, it's Instagram, you know, Twitter. It's Angelica Garcia, just my name. Bandcamp, we love Bandcamp, AngelicaGarcia.bandcamp.com. Yes. Stand yes. Bandcamp. You know, yes. <laughs> if you can't get to Bandcamp, your record stores, you know. Um, and yeah, who knows? I, it should be like, I don't know what distribution is like these days with everything, but, but Space Palm does pretty well at getting the record where it needs to go yeah and and you're definitely and your music is on streaming i mean i was listening to it today on spotify um but yes Bandcamp yes. is the tea you yes. know especially in these uh kind of murky times and if you want to put money directly in an artist's pocket Bandcamp is the way to do Bonfa. it so i highly <laughs> recommend yes. uh i'm gonna take this opportunity to remind you all that my name is richard villegas and this is song mess and again hey. my guest is the lovely angelica garcia you can listen to this episode as well as all of our 250 plus episodes on your favorite podcasting platform that includes spotify apple podcast google play stitcher i don't know soundcloud probably grinder who knows (laughs) christian mingle um you know um, if you want to (laughs) follow exactly only fans um if you want to follow us on social media, it's all at SongMess, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you'd like to send us uh, an email, uh, your you know your new song, your new record, songmessmusic at gmail.com. Um, I'm, I am a slow responder, but I do respond, I promise. Um, and, uh, you know, everything that Angelica and I have mentioned will be linked uh, in the show notes, as well as our weekly playlist and our online store. 
girl if you want it it's there mm -hmm. it's at your disposal you just gotta like click um, and well we have one more song from Angelica Garcia this is from the record Cha Cha Palace um, and the song is called Valentina in the Moonlight again this was one of my other highlights um, I don't know maybe maybe, I, I, maybe I'm oversimplifying it but it's just like it feels like it's just like it's just about late night snacking what? <laughs> like just, is is it not about like just chips and and Valentina? Oh and, my you know. God! True. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that when I first heard it, that's what I thought it was about. It's just like you went and you got some papitas and with like some Valentina. You just like you know Damn. eating at night, like on the porch or walking around. Oh or something. wow! You blew my mind. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been, I've been in Mexico a little too No, long. that's great. Um, that's so great. <laughs> well, um, well, tell us about Valentina and the Moonlight. Yeah, actually, um, uh, my grandpa and my, my tios, they're all such great storytellers. And this is actually a story that my tío Huicho told me. And he actually just passed this week. So shout out to tío Huicho. But um, shout out. he um, was telling me about this couple when we went to visit him in Mexico about this couple that they fell in love and the first time the guy saw the girl she was like standing in a beam of moonlight and of it was just so beautiful the the way that he told it to like in his voice was like he was singing like cantadita and and it, it was just like a very beautiful memory of him and of the family and I wanted to tell the story like he told it to me Amazing. Well, we're going to go ahead and listen to that now. Again, thank you so much, Angelica, for taking the time. Yes, of um, course. This was a fabulous, fabulous chat. Again, my guest is Angelica Garcia. Uh, I will be linking to all of her uh, social media and uh, music um, in the notes, in the show notes. Um, again, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess. The song is Valentina in the Moonlight. This is by Angelica Garcia. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao! Just heard your name I knew that you were special Your father boasted you Like a prize A bird in a cage Eyes was custom Just